0: Hello and welcome to those vicar blogs. I'm Howell Anudhi Vicar,
1: and I'm Dave Coaches.
0: So, Dave, you been anything fun this weekend?
1: Well, I went on a I went away with work. Um, oh, yeah. Last week, Wednesday, to Friday. It. That's why we had to record early last week.
0: Yeah, did you have a good laugh?
1: It it was all right. It was quite good. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. what I remembered when I got there is that actually the venue where we went does the best food of any. Christian conference oh, yeah, street, street center of of any of the ones I've ever been to. Yeah, it's good. So cook breakfast every day, oh. two other cook meals. Nice,
0: this well stocked bar. Hard life, Yeah, it?
1: so um, it was quite good. How Although were there for it, three days, is Well, we, well, we arrived on the Wednesday. Yeah. We had to to get there for two, and then we didn't stop actually working till our past nine at, at night. Oh yeah. Um, and so there was a little bit of time off on the on the Thursday yeah. in the day after yeah, lunch yeah, yeah. to they sleep off your that, lunch. Yeah. Um, but I used that to watch more of Under the Dome. Oh, um, so I'm good, well hooked into it now. Yeah, it's good, I'm nice. nearly all the way through season two. So I've spent quite a lot of time watching Under the Dome.
0: Oh, but is, I've fallen
1: is... well behind on other TVs as well. <laughs>
0: Well, I've been we watching Celebrity in the Jungle. Yeah, now, I'm boycotting so? that
1: because it's got Rachel oh, Farage in it.
0: Oh, it's all right. I, I I'm only watching it because my daughter likes it, so we're watching it together. So it's quite nice to watch with them. I'm not into it, but oh, Chris's okay.
1: No, I'm not watching it till he goes out. Yeah. No.
0: Why are you against? Uh, why are you? I'm always
1: against Nigel Farage. It's just that... It's just you just don't like him, right? well, I don't like him. I don't want to hear anything he's got to say. <laughs> um, I think that ITV need to know that they've misjudged who they're putting in there. They should have learnt that from Matt Hancock last year. Well... But they've made a mess of it.
0: Well, well, he's been all right, really. He suffered a bit. I thought you'd want to see him suffer.
1: No, I'm not interested he in seeing him suffer. suffer. I'm... I, he suffered. The I don't want day. to see him at all suffering or
0: enjoying himself. Oh, you just want to be you just yeah. start all oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to see people suffer with it anyway, it no. Quite, no. Anyway, so I've been watching a bit of that, been down the gym, that's all right. And we went to um what's it called? We went to uh it? Cozy Club in Bristol, yesterday. yeah. That
1: was nice. Bit of romance, was it?
0: Well, hey shut up now, I'd be in trouble. No, um but it was nice, yeah. We went out for we go out for like a Christmas meal. Me and me and the wife, sort of like um, before Christmas. Yeah. So we do. That's because you of don't do year. Christmas dinner, though, do you? No. Well, we do sometimes. Depends. We went this year. We're going to my sister. So right. yeah. But we have a meal to get. Well, I, because I'm not around much in December, we tend to do it like just before. Yeah. So We went last year. I forgot where we went. One year, the weirdest one. We went to the Cozy Club in Bath, during lockdown in 2020. Because we drove it to Bath, and we realised it was in like a different tier, right? So we had our Christmas meal in Cozy Club. Outside. You weren't allowed
1: to cross tiers, were you? I didn't care. Be careful, you'll get arrested. I don't care. They'll bang you up.
0: Well, well, they can do one. So oh, I don't you know. know. I'm
1: going to do the podcast next week while you're in prison. Well,
0: you know, fair enough. We'll have to come and get Matt and first, won't they? Like you know, so yeah, I yeah, so. and the rest of them, innit yeah. So uh, I so well, I didn't. Yeah, anyway, so we did that. So I had Hofmeister beer. Yeah. And I, hadn't had a f- a bear. I haven't had that for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. That The last time I drank that was at a bus stop in about 1992. somewhere like that. And you revealed you never drank beer and you never did underage I drinking.
1: I wouldn't say that I never did underage drinking. It just wasn't a habit that I was into. Really? You know, I didn't congregate and drink while I was underage. Or I didn't go to... Any pubs, but when I was 18, I looked about 12 to be honest, Did so you? so I didn't have much chance of of going to the pubs. I, um, used to,
0: I grew a goatee beard when I was 16 to get served.
1: Ah, uh, no, I couldn't grow a beard till I was ah, 20. Ah,
0: that's what it is, you see. So I was the guy who went in the shop for him. see. So I was all like them so I had a beard, yeah. Well, it took me weeks to grow it, but there you go, anyway. So I had Hofmeister, it was not very nice, but it was a bit of a nostalgia, yeah. Trip. Okay,
1: yeah, very follow shy. the bear.
0: So, and um, what are we talking about today then? Other than my Andridge drinking, in we the are 80s?
1: talking about disrupting even song at Chichester Cathedral.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll Talked about that.
1: We are talking about what is worship, and we give a a brief review on time on the BBC.
0: Yeah, another one of them Jodie Whittaker things. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Funny yeah. that. Okay, so hold on to hats for the music. So, Dave, we're not doing the news at the minute now. are we? When, In other words, what's in the headlines? But I did I did watch a bit of the news last night. Yeah. I watched like five minutes because I'm only tuning in to EastEnders when it's a good episode.
1: What was so good about last night?
0: Well, because I'm watching Celebrity in the Jungle, right?
1: Oh, I'm not watching that. I'm boycotting it, but still. Oh,
0: yeah. All yeah. Right. Anyway, so i watching Celebrity in the Jungle. And then after, towards the end, you have like a little trailer for the news. Yeah. So on EastEnders this week... Is Matt Hancock was on EastEnders in the in- the inquiry? Yeah, so I thought oh, I've he heard be, some of that on the radio. I yeah. thought he might be in- entertaining, but he wasn't. It was just boring. Oh, that's just a shame. Boring. So I didn't watch that. So, no. so as as part of the EastEnders, Potemkin, we we're, we're not doing that. So we're looking at issues, and we seen an issue didn't we? I seen an issue on Twitter, didn't I? So, yeah,
1: you did. You saw an issue on Twitter because you were upset, weren't you? Well, I'm upset. You're upset. Yeah, you you sent it to me in an angry fashion. <laughs> um
0: it was a bit upset, yeah.
1: <laughs> Cuz basically worship got interrupted, didn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In um, or subverted. Well, do you do you want to see what happened because we've just watched it on the Twitter so we know Yeah, we did, yeah.
1: yeah. So, um Chichester Cathedral were recording a service for BBC Radio 3. So they
0: got less listeners than we've got, haven't they?
1: Yeah, I think they have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Christian Climate Action uh, interrupted it with their own prayers and their own statement.
0: Yeah, they had and, a sermon, didn't
1: they? A uh, sermonette.
0: Sermonette. It was yeah, a homilette, like, wasn't it? A yeah, homilette. Yeah, homilette. Yeah, A yeah.
1: No, I wouldn't say it was a homilette. No, because it, it didn't have any spirituality in that. Oh, um, so really? I think,
0: That's uh, interesting. There was no spirituality in the homilet.
1: Not in the homilet, no, I'd say it was a political rant. Oh. I'm not saying it was wrong. What I'm saying is it focused on um, getting their own point across um, without necessarily any spiritual or theological
0: input. So they ah now that's actually really interesting, so you you agree with me then that their statement had no theological uh references
1: I didn't like her statement. What I did quite like though was the fact that um that they came might. in and they sang quite well, they were good singers, on, on their point and 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 their point being repentance and and i and I think I agree with what they should be what they're saying chichester diocese should be repenting of
0: so what is what did chichester diocese do that that actually well, um, 11 days
1: to... prior chichester diocese's board of finance or synod hmm. at the recommendation of the board of finance decided to leave their money heavily invested in the fossil fuel giants yeah and and as far as i'm concerned it looks very much from where we sit as though chichester diocese chose money over theological reasoning because i don't think they could easily theologically reason why they would have made that decision so i think it's wholly wrong to put money ahead of ahead of everything else
0: so it's principles before profits yeah. Oh, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I think that is we have to be principled in how we invest things. But I think the trouble with investments, we had this years ago, didn't we, with that Wonga thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, really... Justin
1: Welby said, I'm gonna put Wonga out of business. Yeah. You know, and and then it came out that the Church of England invested money in Wonga. Um, but but through a trust where they don't necessarily look at everybody who it was in. Well,
0: I think it was really fascinating, actually, in that one. This is going down the sideline. How quickly journalists found out that we invested in Wonga. Yeah. So they were very, very keen to defend, to deflect away from what Wonga were doing by attacking the Archbishop of Canterbury, yeah. weren't they? yeah. So that's actually really interesting, isn't it? I thought I thought that was the most interesting thing about that story. But I think with investments, it's really difficult to actually disentangle your. I don't have investments really, but if I did have investments, a lot of those funds and things are really really complicated. They, you know, nobody really knows where their money is. It's 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah, not well. a simple thing. It's not like they've gone out and bought. I don't know. Ten billion shares in British gas or no. something. No.
1: Well I mean I mean I grew up it's in a, as that. I grew up in a household where um where it was in financial services and in fact my working life started in financial services and um, my wife worked in it for ages. And what 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 I do know is that the trusts that were sold, mm. you know, under the ISA banner where you put it into A trust you're putting your money with a group of individuals who make decisions of where to best invest it Hmm. but they don't tell you every single company that they then buy the shares trade the shares on your behalf no um so yeah that information is available but it's difficult to keep track of because it's it's fluid
0: because they're Um, always changing yeah absolutely and they're basically
1: gambling with your cash on what might or might not be a good investment yeah because because you know it takes too much time energy and too much risk to do that as individuals yeah um so yeah you don't always know where it is but you can choose to put that in what's termed an ethical fund although i think it's difficult to to define that others are unethical uh, and things change. Decisions are made. Statements are made that all of a sudden can make one thing unethical when it's when it wasn't deemed that way before. That's right. And then it would be a really bad time to take your money out of it. Yeah. Because you're going to lose some.
0: Yeah. And it's just, well, I think that's the thing. is, it, is It's not as simple as uh, they make it out, I think.
1: But that's putting money before all else, isn't it? If you mm-hmm. don't take your money out when it's dropped, but you continue to leave it somewhere unethical. And we, we make these decisions all the time, don't we? You know, last year I was very conscious of the fact that P&O had sacked all their staff and were, and were using agency labour at a very cheap rate from other countries to do their ferries. so I didn't want to book a ferry with P&O. Yeah.
0: Um, this is why you're not watching Celebrity in the Jungle. And I
1: still did. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I still did. You have
0: not go to Wales phones, will you? No, I don't get a to to Wetherspoons. Yeah, um, it, yeah.
1: I haven't booked a ferry with PO. Um, we, you know, we make choices based on ethics. And by me buying my food, you know, when I go out to a pub somewhere other than Wetherspoons, I'm definitely paying more. Yeah. You have to, you know.
0: So I think there's that. So I'm not, I'm kind of undecided really about, you know, I think that's a different issue. I think the issue. The issue that concerned me with it really is this idea of worship which god do we worship? And what liturgy do we follow? And I think that's the thing. Yeah. And
1: you know, I think we're on opposite sides of the same coin. Cause my concern is with Chichester Diocese mm. deciding that they're they're gonna worship money. Yours is with the protesters worshipping something else
0: yeah and i think that so yeah an ideology i'd agree i'd agree actually with as far as a diocese goes is we have to try and do the best we can to invest ethically yeah um and i think that's almost an impossible task so we have to try and be merciful Rather than judgmental. Oh, you're a people. big fan
1: of this merciful stuff,
0: aren't well, you? Well I think Jesus is quite fan have a good fan of yeah. mercy as well, All isn't right. it? Really? And I think there's too Apparently. much is too much judgment in the world, and I think these new these new gods which have come in are, are very vengeful gods and they're very they're not merciful gods.
1: Which god's that then?
0: I think it's the god of the God of being able to predict the future. The God of control. And I don't think we can predict the future. I think it's a different way of doing morality. I think what we've done, right, is we've fundamentally changed how we do ethics and morality. We believe now that we can predict the future consequences of our actions. And I don't think we can. I think we should have a biblical Christian understanding of morality which is based on law, not on consequences. Because we can't predict consequences. And that's what it is. So the morality of the protesters was all about consequences. It was all about, you are doing these things. There's this emergency going on now. Because of this emergency, therefore you must do as we say. And I think it's quite frightening sometimes where, it was the same with the pandemic, where we have a new priesthood now, which understands a language that nobody else understands who then are able to say this is the action you must take because i say so yeah because if you don't follow this action right because there's emergency you're awful and you're going to do a terrible thing
1: we're back to hitler
0: well no we're not back to hitler no. we're back to stalin
1: yeah, all right. Okay. But I mean we're back to that programme of um Oh how to be a, how to be a tyrant. Yeah. Because actually we're back to that point where if you declare something an emergency and you tell everyone it's an emergency, then you it's really easy to take power for yourself as the hero. Yeah. Um
0: I think the reason I was a bit sort of sensitized to it really is we did this wonderful thing last Saturday in St. Mary's to commemorate the Hollodemore. Now, the Holodomor is the Ukrainian famine from the 1930s, right. where Stalin systematically starved up to 11 million people, right? Yeah. And the reason he did that is because he said that he had a five-year plan to industrialize the Soviet Union, and in order to feed the industrial power of the Soviet Union, he needed to collectivize the farms in, the, in the Ukraine, right? and then he starved the people of the Ukraine. Yeah. And he had a scientifically proven plan that would bring peace, prosperity, and wonder and goodness to the whole of the Soviet Union as he built heaven on earth. Yeah. And it was an emergency. Therefore, anything they did was right. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the stories of the 20th century, that when we use this consequentialism of... The I can predict the consequences of your actions with complete sort of precision, therefore, you must do what I tell you, yeah. therefore you must do this, and what always happens in, when we use that mode of ethics, right is the poor and the those at the bottom of society always suffer, and just because people say we're doing it for the poor doesn't necessarily mean they do do it for the poor you can do all yeah, sorts of, the, you can do all sorts of evil in the name of the poor that's the difficulty
1: in this isn't it because everybody is claiming that they're doing it in the name of the poor including then,
0: joseph and then, stalin
1: and the reality is <laughs> that whatever decisions are made if anybody's going to suffer it's always the poor that suffer yeah because they've not got the means to not be the ones who suffer
0: and I'm sick and tired of all sorts of policies being dictated through experts, and the outcome of them always is the poor must pay. Yeah. So the out- And then they say to the poor, well, I know you're paying, right? But if you don't pay, then these terrible things are going to happen.
1: But that's because the powerful have got the money and they don't want to pay for it. They want everyone else to pay for it.
0: Exactly, which is why... And they're
1: really easy to point the finger at and blame for everything as well.
0: Exactly. That's why you shouldn't use this ethical model. We should We should bin this ethical model as a modern idea and say this ethical model called utilitarianism or whatever you want to call it is bad and has led... Over the last 150 years since it was invented by J.S. Mills as a really bad idea, right? Yeah. And it always has led to bad outcomes without breaking the model, right? And go back to a law based model. That's the thing, because you can't predict the outcomes. And, and what we, then the more we follow it, the bigger <laughs> mess we get in.
1: But would you say that?
0: Because they're worshipping the wrong gods. Because they believe the people in the cathedral believed the priests of the science, and they're so terrified by the priests of the science that they brought that worship into church.
1: But it doesn't necessarily mean that the priests of the science are different to the theological perspective of Christianity. In the basis that, well, well, several of the marks of mission talking to it because they're transforming the unjust structures of society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like so actually, that, yeah, we yeah. should yeah. be seeking to to lift the poor. We should um, from where they are. And I think, and so actually, as an intention, that's not wrong. No, and and
0: the intentions are all good. The yeah, intentions but are we're
1: also called to care for God's planet. And still, do all we can to protect it. Yeah. And we know that we've not done that. Oh yeah. We know that we failed in that. Oh yeah. Um because we watch people suffer from the results of it.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's not an exact science, but it, it is it is quite compelling in the way it presents its evidence. Oh yeah.
0: But what I'm saying is is it is, it, is to do with this this notion of a this What I'm saying is 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 to do with this this notion of an emergency, and I think that always worries me. And it's to do with how we make decisions. If we rely on a specific class of people to make all the decisions, that gives them too much power. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what I'm worried about. It's not. I'm not.
1: It's the declaration of emergency, and that seems to be. That's the a label added to a lot of things. <laughs>
0: it's scary because once you get into that zone right and once you hand all that power to a few individuals right or to a certain class of people that never ends well
1: you end up with a covid inquiry exactly
0: or you end up with you end up with this is why in the old testament this this always comes back to this all the time is there's two things really is it's going to be really nerdy, right? But I'll say it anyway, right? Is it all goes back to Plato and Aristotle, right? Yeah. You know Plato and Aristotle? Yeah. Greek philosophers?
1: Right. Yeah, saw them in Morrison's last Tuesday.
0: Do you know? Good. Right. Okay. <laughs> Plato said, right, that the best way to run society is through something called um, philosopher kings, right? And that's, where Atlant- that's how Atlantis was run. You know the story of Atlantis? Yeah. Right. Okay. See, so imagine this perfect society that was run by philosopher kings, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do, where we say, these are the people who understand this. These are the people who know. These are the people we should trust, right? Their science, yeah. their experts, et cetera, right? Aristotle said that you should judge a meal not by the cook, but by the eater. Yeah. Right? And Jesus said, by your fruits you will know them. So it's the same thing. So we have to judge things by their fruits, not by their predictions. Do you follow what I'm saying?
1: I follow what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So what you have to do is rather than judging things on something you don't understand, because it's a specialised thing, you can always judge things on their fruits. And you can judge those people how trustworthy they are, how moral they are and all that by their fruits. So it's like the plumber who came to fix my boiler, right? Yeah. I yeah. don't understand anything about boilers, right? But he fixed my boiler and it works. Yeah. But if he came round and tried to fix my boiler and it didn't work, how much do I need to know about boilers? But he just knows he's a crap plumber because he hasn't fixed
1: it. Oh, well, I know, but what you're looking <laughs> yeah, that at, know. <laughs> what you're looking at is something that has an immediate effect. It either works or it doesn't. Hmm. What 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 the current panic is hmm. because it's an emergency, which it may or it may not be. Maybe hmm. that word is being misused. Is something that if we wait until the fruits wear out, it's too late.
0: So you've got to do what they say, haven't you?
1: This is like you having your boiler fixed in spring and not turning it on again until winter. You know, this is something that you don't know if he was any good. You don't know if the if his statement that I'm a good... They don't like being called plumbers anyway, They heating engineers. Oh, right. You don't know if he's a good heating engineer until you need the boiler.
0: But then that's a fantastic position to be in as a priest, isn't it? As, as the new priesthood, because you can never be wrong.
1: Is but it is, about being right no, or wrong? No, or is no, no, it but you can never lose being... power.
0: Because if you said, say now I said I was the expert of, let me think, right? I, I was an expert in something, right? I can't think of anything. Oh, I'll pause it while I think of something. Okay, so say so was, was an expert in quantum mechanics, right? Which I'm Right. Right, yeah? Yeah. Do you know anything about quantum no. mechanics? Okay, brilliant, right? So I would say I'm a quantum mechanics person, right? And I will tell you, Dave, right, if you don't buy me um 15 pints of beer a week, right, then the quantum mechanics of your body will make you blow apart, right? Yeah. Would you believe me? No. Right. But if I really scared you and you were really scared about blowing apart, would you do it? If I had a lot more credibility, like I had a kind of lots of letters after my name and and you were really well, scared. If
1: you had some credibility and I, I was genuinely scared, and if I didn't have any basis on which to know otherwise, mm. then yeah, I might. Yeah. I might. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd still be always thinking, I don't understand how buying him 15 pints of beer a week is helping. But, but you don't understand you that know, because you're I, not an expert, no. Dave.
0: If you, you don't don't question me about quantum mechanics, you don't know. Right. You don't know about that.
1: No, clearly not. Exactly. I didn't realise it was fixed by beer.
0: Well, it is, because I said so.
1: It's that only in the winter, because it's cider in the summer? Well, cider in the summer, I have a yeah, whole yeah. menu for you, Dave. Yeah, all yeah. oh, right. Okay. So a whole
0: menu for you. But that's the thing. So the trouble is with it, is it, it's an, I think that way of doing ethics is fundamentally unjust because it puts too much power in the hands of a few people. Yeah. And by your fruits, you will know them. So, Neil Ferguson, the guy with the COVID guy, right, he'd made lots of predictions that didn't come true. And then when you follow his predictions, they were such scary predictions, people are so frightened they follow them. Yeah. And then when these predictions didn't come, when then they did follow them, he said, well, look at all the harm following those predictions has made, right? And he said, ah, but if you hadn't followed my predictions, it would have been even worse, and there's no way to test that. No. So you're always right, don't you? Because you can say, if you hadn't done what I told you to, even though it's been a bad outcome, yeah. the outcome would have been even worse if you didn't. And I think we should follow principles laid out in law, in the the Torah, the traditional Jewish law, rather than following that.
1: Yeah, I think I think probably when you asked if I thought about the quantum mechanics and buying you 15 pints, I might have been looking at whether or not there was a biblical basis for the law that you were telling me worked. Yeah. Because if God didn't mention it, it probably doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing. If you take God and... But he
1: did tell us we were to tend the land and it,
0: Exactly. It. So it's good to follow the law. That's the thing. It's not what they're talking about. It's, it's the principle of what they're doing. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's It's better to follow the law the Torah than consequentialism
1: yeah
0: right so next time we're talking about what is worship yeah better so thanks for listening to listening to listening to got it right this week yeah Yeah. listening to those vicar (laughs) blokes don't forget to uh, subscribe and comment if you've got a issue you've seen in the news that you want us to talk about, that's not the kind of East Enders thing, yeah. Send it in, and uh, we'll talk about it. And if you've got yeah. a TV programme you want us to watch, some of our best suggestions, best things we watch have been suggestions, so send them in. And when we've got something wrong, comment, and uh, we'll say sorry. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So when you disagree, that's great. Send it in. Uh, and we'll we'll uh, we'll comment on it. Right, so we're continuing now our um, thing on what is worship. Our Advent course, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So,
1: what is worship?
0: Well, what is it, Dave?
1: Um, it's coming before God. And giving him honour and praise. Or he's coming before God and making ourselves feel better. Ooh. Oh, that was controversial. It's not really that.
0: Oh, So you think it's, it, it, does, it, does it make any difference in what you, do you think it's to do with a human response to God? Or do you think it's about something, is it just to do with God? Because I don't think worship's actually just to do with the Christian God. I think it's a natural human thing.
1: You think it's a natural human thing in what way?
0: Well I think everybody worships something. Why is that? Because they do. You can see it. It's
1: No no but I mean, why do they? I think not, it's a not natural human thing. Why instinct. do you think it's a fact, but why do they do that?
0: Uh, uh, oh I think it's how we're created. I think we we as human beings worship. You think naturally. we're created for worship? I think one of the one of the things, yeah.
1: You yeah, so do because that's why I wrote that in the course that I wrote.
0: What, we're created to worship? We
1: are created to worship. Yeah. Um, And and, and we're created to worship the creator.
0: Yeah. Our natural instinct is a bit like we're created to be good, isn't it? So we're created to worship the true God. Yeah. It's our our most natural instinct is to be good and to worship the right God. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's where we are fully human i yeah. think that's where we truly be in ourselves when we do that i think but we can worship the wrong things
1: yeah well it 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 its definition is the reverence or adoration that one shows towards something or someone holding or holding a person or object in high esteem or giving a person or an object, a place of importance or honour. So what, that's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. And that's you're like, we're drawn to worship what we consider to be important.
0: It's what's at the centre of our And the lives. word
1: worthy comes in worship. So the things that we hold as worthy of that honour and praise.
0: Yeah. So it's like Bristol Rovers, isn't it? Some people will worship Bristol Rovers, won't they?
1: Well, there are some people on my Facebook groups that that seem to take their following of Bristol Rovers as um a false god. Yeah. Personally I can't you know, I've been a Rover supporter for a long, long time. They're pretty much exactly where they were league position wise is when I started supporting them. Um but they've definitely let me down far too many times to be worthy of my worship.
0: <laughs> I um, think wheels rugby's a bit like that as well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's <laughs> that's where we put our worshipful intentions in the wrong place mm. because we don't value necessarily the right things in life.
0: I think it's a bit like this. Is um, I think it's a lot like the solar system, really is if we think of ourselves as planets whizzing around the sun, right, Yeah. is what do we put at the centre of not just our life, but the life of our society? And if you put the wrong thing in the centre of our life and our society or our family or our community, then that's where things go wrong. And I think that's why in the Old Testament, particularly, they have this sort of constant refrain about, don't worship your own gods because the false gods are the gods that we've created ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's, is it, there's a, there's another human instinct to create our own gods and to worship them instead. Yeah. And I think that's, that's how I think of worship really is it. It's a kind of like, almost like gravity that, that binds us together as a community yeah. and binds us to the thing at the center and that can go good or bad, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You,
0: you, you know, you think about the Nazis or whatever, that was a form of worship, wasn't it, where they worship Hitler. You think about those rallies they had in Nuremberg and things like that, is they are essentially liturgies, just yeah. like we have in church, where they uh, circle their leader, and because they're worshipping a, a, a human-created human God, that's yeah. why it all goes wrong. So so worship does have really profound effects on how we behave, how we live, that sort of thing. And by their fruits, you will know them, innit? not
1: it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mind was just drawn into some of Paul's letters mm. um, because Paul and his letters... Quite clearly, sets out that it's not him that should be worshipped, and that's where it starts to get dangerous because they held him in high esteem and begun to worship him. And um, we don't get the letters that go to him, probably because they were oral tradition and they weren't written down at the time. Mm. They were sent by messengers. Yeah. Um, we don't get those, but they, they, they were probably, um, sickeningly heavy laden with worship of Paul yeah. when they wanted his advice back. Yeah. Um and that's why he's so keen to point out that that's not how it should be. You should worship God. It's not about me. Well, I'm glad I didn't baptise many other than, and he starts to try and name the people he'd baptised. I mean, I wouldn't like to try and name the people I'd baptised. a
0: long time, wouldn't I it?
1: Want, I wouldn't want to miss a dozen or so of them out. Well, I've, done, um, I've, I've
0: been doing this like 19 years. Yeah. It? Well, I haven't done it that long, but we do a lot of <laughs> baptisms <laughs> in <laughs> our neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, so it'd be that. But yeah, I think that's the thing is to worship, but we're, we're quite, switched on to that i think in the church of don't worship the clergy yeah in some ways i think we're too switched on to that well maybe i think no i think we really are sometimes i think we're not so switched on to the worship of ourselves because i think creation of our false gods is actually about worship of ourselves yeah because that's really it is a kind of uh and i think that you know we we are now brought up to be consumers aren't we
1: yeah well i, I was that was the thing going through my mind just now about the rovers what well, i go to the memorial stadium before mm. is an entertainment experience not a worship experience mm. and that's the danger i suppose really that's more what is church from last week the danger is that we go to um we go to church in order to Get an entertainment experience that somehow makes us feel better about ourselves,
0: like a kind of, um, uh, uh, sort of anesthetic or something, like a kind of like a drug, you know, like yeah, like a pint of beer or something, yeah, something that makes you feel a bit better, like yeah, soma, that's what they called it, and um, you'd have to read that book. Soma, it's from a book called Brave New World. Right. There's a series on Now TV from... They they remade it a few years ago. Right. Yeah. And uh, Soma's like a drug. So the people in Brave New World, they work all day and they're not paid in money because there's no money in that world. They're paid in a drug, Soma. Right. And they, 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 they take the drug and it makes them feel good and then they go to bed. Right, okay. Yeah. So every time they have a negative emotion, they take Soma. Right. Yeah. So it's a bit like that in the sense of like you go to church to make you feel... A bit uplifted yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That sort
1: of thing. The Hebrew word is shaka.
0: Oh, right. What's that mean?
1: It means uh, to depress, to fall down, or to lay prostrate before a deity. Oh. So it's a, it's a case of um, we're drawn to our knees. We're drawn low. It's something that's a higher power than us, then mm. we're drawn low before it. Um which makes me think of that dreadful bit on that documentary with um Meghan Markle doing that and so I bowed very low before the Queen bit. <sighs> very mocking dreadful bit, you know. But, that's
0: a bit in the crown where Thatcher bows very low before the Queen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah but that's because she wasn't we'll get to it in a minute, but mm. she wasn't doing that in the that that wasn't worshiping spirit and truth. And we'll oh. get to that.
0: What's that mean then? Do you want to say that's it?
1: I think that if we're worshipping in truth, we are truly reverencing God and that we are really drawn there, um, not because we're the primary focus, but he's the primary focus and all that we do is for him. And therefore, there's an element of truth and sincerity in what we're doing. I mean, one of my favourite lines in the Bible is when John the Baptist calls those coming to be baptised, you brood of vipers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it should be the reading, actually, this week, but we've yeah. kicked him out, haven't we? No yeah, week, yeah. The week after. That was you, then, um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I yeah, kicked yeah, him yeah, out, yeah. but yeah. Um,
0: Not this year, though. I think it's in... Anyway, yeah. Okay. It's definitely last... in... It's in Matthew's Gospel. I think it's Mark this year, so... we
1: yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah. It was, yeah yeah i forgot we've changed gospels yeah, yeah. so it was last year mm. but um yeah because i will start with happy advent you brood of vipers <laughs> that's the <an> introduction <laughs> to my sermon it makes me laugh every time because it's about those that come to partake in something without their heart truly being in the right direction now I happen to believe that if you go to an act of worship even if your heart's not in the right place you are opening yourself up to God transforming you in that moment mm. and drawing you to your knees um
0: so it's like gravity then yeah is it it is there's an effect it has on us that draws us towards God yeah and in and in meeting God our natural response is to uh is to 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 be awestruck by it. Yeah. So it's just too much for us. Yeah. It's just... And I think that's the worship, truest worship, is where it's something beyond words that you cannot... Uh, you have to experience, in the sense, yeah. because it's beyond you. But that should yeah. have an effect on you, then, that bears fruit, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: By your fruits, you will know them. Yeah. And the fruit of that would be to be a better church and to be a better person. Yeah. So how you feel individually is largely irrelevant.
1: Well, you should be transformed through it. But that's actually a very
0: difficult thing. That's not a nice thing. That's not like the Soma tablets to make you feel
1: better. No, that's not about making you feel better.
0: I try to avoid encounters with God in that way because usually they're not very pleasant.
1: Well, they can... They can be troubling, can't they? Yeah, because God asks you to do things you don't really want to do. Exactly. A lot of the time. Yeah, I tried to avoid right that pain, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: because it's like you know, a marginally, marginally successful science career until I got involved in this.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you're more on the make thy chosen people joyful end of the spectrum, aren't you? Where yeah. it's done without much joy, and you drop the note at that point. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, well, no, I whereas whereas lots of people go and they really are filled with joy at, at worshipping God. And I don't think that's untrue. I don't think that every, everybody goes to make themselves feel, selves feel better in any way, shape or form. What they go to do is to make that connection with God, to get an encounter with God in whatever way that best works. And, you know, I'm fairly sacramental in that. That doesn't happen anywhere more for me than in the Eucharist, um, which gives me the sustenance mm. to then...
0: I don't think I'm a joyless person, though, I think, in everyday life. Have you met yourself? Well, maybe. <laughs> um, okay. I no, I don't think
1: you're a joyless person. I think that was a joke. <laughs> and I, I, should, I shouldn't paint you that way. But, um...
0: but I don't think... I think... Yeah, I think... Um... I think we all express joy in a different way, and I think what we need is that deep joy. Yeah, it's a deeper sense. And I'm always quite suspicious of...
1: We're back to Soma again, aren't we? Yeah. Because what we're not after is an instant hit of joy that that comes at night and is gone in the morning, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What we're after is a sense of joy that is probably a step up from contentment yeah but it's probably more along that line that it's not short term it's longer term and is regularly topped up so as it's sustained in order that we can we can worship corporately on sunday or whatever day you choose mm. to go and worship but be sustained to continue that worship in bearing fruit through the week
0: yeah I think as well, it's to do with uh, little and often, I think, really. It's a bit like worship for me, I think. It's a bit like eating food. Is It's nice sometimes, like I went out yesterday to um, have a, a nice Christmas meal with uh, with the missus, and I had a lovely sort of v- uh, vegetarian, um, uh, vegetarian... It was a nice meal anyway, a lovely meal down there, right? But I don't want to have that all the time worship's like eating is you want to have something that sustains you yeah so sometimes that's like i don't know pie and chips or whatever and that's all right Do you know what i mean sometimes you're not as good
1: as a burger but it's no all
0: right. no but or like i don't know a sandwich or whatever but it, it's actually about sustaining your life and i think what worship is is a way of is is how we sustain our spiritual life yeah how we feel about that is largely irrelevant it's yeah. nice occasionally to go out for a nice meal, that's a lovely thing. Like I like going to Walt cinema and other things like that. But if I'm going to use God to make me feel better, that's the wrong way round, isn't it? Yeah. And I think though, that consumerist idea of, of relationship is what's gone wrong with all our with, with our society. Is people feel like that about all their relationships. Yeah. You know, you talk to people who've been married 60 years, they don't talk about the big, impressive things, do they? No. They talk about the little sustaining acts of love they share with each other day by day and how much that means to them. And it's actually the things that in the moment don't feel anything and are largely mundane are the things that sustain all our relationships, including our worship with God. Yeah. But... For whatever reason, we, we seem to only value the ecstatic. And that doesn't necessarily just mean like modern worship or whatever, because the Anglo Catholics are just as bad for this. Or it wasn't proper worship because we didn't have a Thurible, you know, that sort of yeah, thing. But yeah, but it's that, the same thing. I want this ecstatic yeah, experience. But that has
1: its roots in Leviticus. Yes. Um, in the books of the law, where it was very specific in what your offering in worship was to God um so that so that you could atone for the things that you've done wrong
0: yeah
1: to make yourself right with god to reconnect to be at one with at yeah. onement atonement yeah um and and we don't do those things anymore but but some of the senses of everybody wanting to get everything just so comes from that levitical root where it was very prescribed of how things happened um and obviously that's where the root of incense really comes from because it's the burnt offerings Mm. um ascending to god to to unite us with him Uh, and so that's so so i find it difficult to criticize those practices
0: i'm not criticizing Um, the practices well
1: but but the but the root of them has to be understood in order to make them worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I think what I found really fascinating, having gone around different types of worship in the church, right? So I've been to like Murfield-style high Anglican things. Yeah. And I go to like the 6.30 praise type do's and all of that, right? Yeah? yeah. But the issue is, is that, Those who go to one type of worship will think that these issues around worshipping the wrong gods, getting it right, the people who suffer from them are the other people. Yeah. So if you go to the Anglo-Catholics, they'll say, oh, I'll tell you where those charismatic people, they don't worship properly because blah, 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 these reasons.
1: It's all Um, about making themselves feel good. It's generally the one that's levelled.
0: Exactly, yeah. But on the flip side, they would say, oh, well, you don't want to go to those um, Anglo-Catholic do's because they're just into bells and smells and it's all about getting it right. And they're just making an idol of their worship in that way. Yeah. And the the sad thing is they're both right. Because the temptation... Are to they right, not
1: both wrong?
0: They're both... No, no, what I mean is the the charges that we can level are both legitimate temptations that we fall into no matter what our worship <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, I suppose. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Is it... Idolatry, worshiping the wrong god, right, is something that we all have to be really careful of because it's so easy to slip into, and it's much easier to say, "Oh, it's those it's people; it... they do that. Yeah, we I... don't, we don't dress up, therefore I don't boss people around. I don't make myself into the great I am because I don't wear the funny clothes and things like that." And then you thinking, "Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? In, in your, it's just like
1: in your." Two hundred and fifty quid Hugo Boss suit. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's the same on the flip side as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so
1: yeah. But it's the fact of whether or not you come with your heart in the right place. That's precisely, and and it's whether or not you're 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 doing it for the right reasons. As I say, there's an element that yeah, we can we can worship the thurible instead of worshiping God. Then we've got it wrong. And you can
0: worship um, a a band, and, and, so and that, we you
1: know. yeah yeah, and we can protect or seek to make things in the way that we want them, yeah. But that's not what God calls us to.
0: No, but it's not about us.
1: No, it's about God. Yeah. So what does God want us to do? God wants us to turn our heart to Him, and give reverence and honor to Him, um. As we're drawn. Not. As we try to create. That's it. We we should worship the creator, not try to create...
0: The creator.
1: Yeah. Although I've read loads of good books on curating worship, yeah, um, which basically are telling you how you do it to be in an effective fashion.
0: Or maybe. Um, um, we're not there to consume a worship experience.
1: No.
0: I think that's the thing. Um, and I think, maybe you'll we'll finish with this, is... We know whether we're worshipping in spirit and truth because by your fruits, you will know them. Yeah. And I think that's what we have to go back to all the time is be constantly on our guard against the temptation to, the natural human temptation to idolatry, to worship the wrong gods and to constantly question ourselves to make sure that what we're doing is in spirit and in truth. And be merciful to ourselves, because no matter how holy we are, there's always going to be a little part of ourselves who's worshipping the wrong God. Yeah. That's the thing. We're never going to get it right. No, probably not. But as I
1: say, I think the important message is that bit that comes um, right at the end of a lot of our services. Um, well, we get two bits. We get the the post-communion prayer. Yeah. Um, almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Because we shouldn't be able to separate our worship from our work, because that theoretically could and should be for God's glory too. Um, and, um, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. That's right. Thanks be to God. The, the, that's
0: right. In the you.
1: name of Christ, Amen.
0: By your fruits, you will know them.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening to those, Vicar Blokes. Soon to become the, the world's most listened to podcast. I, I mean, I say soon because <laughs> I it to be one of these experts that predicts the future
0: oh, uh, right. in,
1: in the hope that it might come true. And if it doesn't, it'll be somebody else's fault.
0: By um, your fruits, you will know them. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So... Uh, <laughs> It can only be that way if you share it with your friends and if you follow us and you tell others to come and see or come and listen and follow us too. So please do share us with your friends, get the word out there and help my prophecy to become a reality.
0: Right, that's working now, I think. Yeah, it's working now. Yeah, we' well, a bit of an issue. The bar's though. moving now. The bar's moving. The bar was moving. All right, good, good. So, Dave, what's the telly this weekend? Oh, uh, the
1: ta- time. Time. Yeah, you looked at time, didn't you? Yeah,
0: I did, yeah. Did,
1: yeah. What, which series did you watch, one or two? Two. Two. With, with Jodie
0: Whittaker in with... it. It's funny you uh, you picked the Jodie Whittaker thing. That's not like you at all, Dave, is it? It's funny, is There's it? a lot of Jodie Whittaker knocking around in the things we've but been Well, she's watching. on a lot of stuff. She's yeah, a good actor, so she's in a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a bit like when I always seem to be going to, to um Jennifer Lawrence films all the time a few years ago. But she was in a lot of films, that's why I told the kids. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good films have Jennifer Lawrence and them. It's true.
1: It's it's not like that is really with J Witt. Yeah, alright, fair enough. Okay. Anyway. No, genuinely it's not.
0: Yeah. So what do you think of time then? Well I really like
1: I really like Time. Time is about um the second series with jodie Whittaker is about uh, a women's prison mm. um and focuses around the story of three main characters that end up as um well i say cellmates but it's
0: yeah it's it's, it's, yeah. it's,
1: it's a bit different to a normal conventional cell yeah um uh, and about how they interact and how their lives work and what led them to where they are really mm. um
0: but it was written by um, oh his name's gone up my head now. Jimmy McGovern wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So he's written crack, uh, lots of stuff he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And I I liked it. I thought it was good, and I liked the the um the role of the chaplain in there as well. I thought you'd like the role of the chaplain.
0: A bit, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'd seen the first series as well with oh, is Sean she Better Bean. in that
0: is she. Oh, it's Sim- a similar there? sort
1: of role, but it's an men's prison. Oh ah, right, I um, see. Yeah, and, and it takes it's completely different storylines and ah, all right. different relationship in prison, apart from the fact that there's always people out to where other people in prisons, so yeah, for various reasons and you know.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Um, I was thinking about it a lot actually. It is there's two things about it really as a drama, it's kind of okay. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit predictable because it is the BBC. You know you know who the goodies are before it starts because of what they are, so you're all right with that.
1: And... You should watch Series 1, because that's not always the case in Series yeah, 1. Yeah,
0: but that's because it's in a men's prison, so it's easier yeah. to have baddies in a men's prison, isn't it?
1: Well, there's plenty of baddies in this women's one as well. Were well, there? Yeah, yeah, like... The men? no.
0: With the baddies in there.
1: Well you've got the, the people who are most violent to the others, haven't you? You know? Well they're not really right, to get them. They're meant oh, to be baddies. Vigilantes, though, aren't they? Really?
0: Oh yeah, this this what happens is um one of the women uh has killed a baby, isn't it? Yeah. And uh the other women in the prison find that difficult to deal with. So they, they basically hurt her, don't they? Yeah. Because they're vigilantes. They take her on. And they take revenge on her because um so they split up a couple, don't they? Yeah. Basically, so the one that takes. It. There's a little bit of violence there with that, but it's not, you know, it's not that bad. I think. I think what I would say is what made me think about it was nobody in the prison. It's what it's what people imagine prison is like, not what prison is like, because very few people in the prison were evil. Yeah. And. Maybe it's because I did a chaplaincy placement in a category A prison where all of them had done evil things and a large proportion of them I would categorize as evil. Yeah. Um, it was how nice, safe middle class writers imagine prisons to be because all the crimes that they committed were in the category of kind of understandable in yeah. that sense. They were very uncomfortable with um, seeing what they'd done as wrong, especially Jodie Whittaker, because she was poor, wasn't she? She was poor. And she fiddled the electricity. fiddled the electric meter. And then she went to prison for fiddling the electric, didn't she? Yeah. And then when she got out of prison, but she only had a short sentence... Uh she got a job straight away, which I thought was hilarious. No, it um, wasn't
1: straight away though, was it? Well it was after a if few months. If you watch the day numbers, yeah, I mean, it had gone up by like ninety days. So yeah, it was it three was months. Three
0: months, yeah. But to get a job in three months, so she, she was working in a bar in Eddersfield, wasn't she? Yeah. And she got caught pinching money out of the till, didn't she? Yeah. because um, she was it,
1: saving for a deposit oh, on a on a, on flat, a place to yeah. get her kids back because her kids had been taken into no, care when she went to
0: prison. That's right, yeah. But it was it was almost as if it was like oh yeah that was fine. It was kind of like it. They never. It's that weird thing where they couldn't bring themselves to say that that was theft. So it was wrong. It's understandable, but it was wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Well I think. Yeah, they, but they, this they, they, is this
1: they, is right back. This is right back to when you got told off a couple of months ago, isn't it? When you oh. made out that oh, it yeah. was all right to not pay taxes if you were poor, but <laughs> you had to pay taxes if you were rich, you're you going to get off. another
0: role. Yeah, exactly. And I was wrong. I said, I said to her, "She yeah. took me to tax." Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I was and, wrong. And that's that. what
1: this drama portrays, isn't it? Is the well, they're really poor, so what choice do they have? Oh, uh, yeah. And, and, and so it does it's, make you feel sorry for them, even actually with the woman who who who'd killed her child oh i think that's understandable it it puts you into that place of
0: but it's it's sympathy in it i think it's not really empathy it's sympathy and it's how uh, it's it's how rich people imagine the lives of poor people do you think (laughs) yes definitely it's definitely in that category it's 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 always the same it's how not so much with the, do you
1: think it plays into
0: it's middle class it's just so annoying
1: okay, what i was going to say is do you think it plays into that paint in the poor as in a, in a picture um and almost encourages the view It's trying to encourage a view of sympathy, but do you think it encourages a view of blame? So do you think it says to us that, that Jodie Whitaker's character in this is typical poor person because she says, well, everybody does it. Nobody goes to prison for it. Why is it me? Why is it me? So actually, what it does is put in the mind of your middle class BBC viewer that all poor people are doing that. And she's really, and entitled. they're all robbing off us. And they're
0: very entitled. She's very entitled, isn't she? Yeah. So what it actually does, it puts into that middle class BBC viewer this idea of the poor, as, if like you say, ripping people off yeah. and doing these other things. So right then when there. it
1: comes in the press that they're, they're robbing off us, then we think they all are robbing off us. Yeah. In reality, and they, that's and highly it, unlikely to be true.
0: It is. And also as well, what it does, it puts into this kind of weird thing where they can have the privilege of uh, saying, oh, they all do that, but then also have the privilege of not judging them to go, oh, well, and pat them on the head and yeah. be like, oh, it's not their fault, really. Oh, they didn't mean to do it, really. So it's deeply patronising. Yeah. And it what annoys me, I think, with that sort of... Well, they the do it, picture, but they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves, yeah. And it, oh, it drives me mad as someone from those places. Is it just, It takes away all our agency. It actually yeah. really dehumanises the poor. Because it or or people from those sorts of communities, because oh they can't help it really. Oh, it's like and and being someone from there, we could do without that sort of patronizing, uh, way of looking at it. I think what we've done, and this is something to kind of take away and ponder, is as we've got rid of sin because we can't have sin anymore because that's the Christian concept, and nobody really does anything wrong. We've replaced it with syndrome. So we've got rid of sin and we've brought in syndromes. Right, okay. So the reason that these people have done these things is not because they've made a conscious moral choice to do something wrong, right? It's because of a syndrome, something that's gone wrong in their life. So they're perpetual victims of something outside of themselves. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that's massively disempowering. So what we need as the poor is to wait for the nice person from the state to come in and save us. Yeah. And we can be kept as their pets as they tap us on the head. Because they don't want us to be empowered. They don't want the system to empower us in order for us to be strong communities, powerful communities and to have and not be put in those situations. They want to kind of tap us on the head. Yeah. That's my rant, sorry. No, a, it, a makes, it makes it makes it
1: makes a lot of sense. Um
0: Because that's what we used to have it all the time. They used to come in to and save us all the time. Yeah. And when we couldn't be saved, they left because they felt better.
1: You no, know, but that's because they thought they'd done their job. Surely,
0: yeah. I'm just bitter. I'm yeah, bitter and yeah. resentful. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and I just wonder that's whether really or not bad.
1: this program was written with one intention, and actually, um, it, it then I think comp- it adds to polarization on on opinion. I think.
0: I think they. I think that uh, uh, Jimmy McGovern has done some excellent writing in the past um, on on the life of the poor. But,
1: but now that, that's made him rich and famous. He's looking down on that. yeah, okay.
0: Do you see what I mean? Re- I can
1: I can see that. I think that might be a harsh judgment of what he's I, I done think, or what he's tried to achieve with this, but um
0: I don't think he's done ugh, I think he's just missed it. Do you see what I mean? I yeah. think it's been I think Jimmy McGovern has been sanitized by the BBC. Because what he usually does is quite hard hitting and quite profound. And I think what he wanted to write he didn't write because it's been sanitized. I think that's I trust him enough as a writer to. Yeah. To, I didn't recognise. I was quite surprised he was in. Yeah. You know, uh, go and watch Cracker season two, episode one to to be someone. With um with uh, Robert Carlyle in. and that's what he thinks really of the working class and all these issues I brought up now were in that. Yeah. Okay. Cracker season one. Anyway, right, so that's enough for, from us. We'll see you next week when we're talking about whatever issue we find to talk about. Hopefully we won't get in trouble. And uh, we're talking about what is... What's the next one? What is prayer? What is prayer? And that actually goes really well with what we're talking about in the Christmas edition of the Bo... What's it called? That horse thing?
1: Yeah, BoJack
0: Bo Horseman. BoJack Horseman, On yeah.
1: Netflix. It was a recommendation to us um, by... The daughter of one of our listeners. Um, and we always try to follow through the uh, oh, it's a recommendations. It's really good. Um, exactly. And then we're going to do a Christmas
0: film the week after. Yeah, from Channel 5. Excellent. <laughs>